five-minute quiz like sign me up because sign me up girl. she ain't gonna be doing well in the final exam but oh absolutely this is the picnic pod with georgia and alex hello everyone and welcome back to another episode it has been a hot minute but we are back again from our mini hiatus um this week's episode is all about studying Mm -hmm. we had a few of you say that you were keen for an episode on how we study and like tips and stuff so that's what we're gonna do yeah we thought why not we'll answer your questions back with a bang back with a bang but firstly we thought we'd just do a bit of a catch-up because yeah we have been away for some time and we've been up to a few things so alex what have you been up to (laughs) where have you been so i have just completed my food service placement so essentially i was just doing a project up in brisbane at one of the health facilities up there and I was focusing on resident food service satisfaction, patient and resident food service satisfaction, did a survey, wrote a report, did a presentation, loads of fun for four weeks. Yeah. And you were living with a friend? Yeah, I was living with my friend up there, Mm -hmm. um, which was good because – it was only like 15 minutes to where I needed to be every day. Amazing. Yeah. Where have you been? Um, well, I was in Brisbane as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, living with a friend as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I was at the one of like a major hospital in Brisbane um, doing another project for public health nutrition. Mm-hmm. But it kind of linked with food service as well. But um, it was actually quite interesting. The experience of it definitely taught me that I don't do well sitting down all day yeah (laughs) it was very different these projects to like clinical placement yeah yeah but I mean in saying that I still got quite a lot of satisfaction from it like we found a lot of like we achieved what all our our, wow all of our outcomes and stuff so yeah, it was good. I'm glad to be back home. So I'm back on the sunny coast. It has been a bit chaotic for me personally because I've been oh, moving. <laughs> I've been here for a few weeks and then I had to move out again. But I'm actually – oh, that sounded really weirdly weird. I've moved in with Alexandra for a few weeks. Very nice. bit indefinite at the moment with the timeline. Is that a word? Yep. Yeah. Gives us a chance to not neglect the podcast, really. Yeah. And then I think I'm moving again in a few weeks as well. So I'm getting very good at just packing things and unpacking, would you say? Yeah. We have some recommendations, don't we? Yes. Yeah. All right. You can go first. Okay. My recommendation of this week is, I don't know if I've actually given this as a recommendation before, like oh, well, just go earlier for it. on, but um, Only Murders in the Building TV show is on mm. Disney Plus and the new season is airing at the moment and it's really fun. It's you always got, talk about this show. Yeah, it's got Paul Rudd in this season and Meryl Streep. Um Oh, it's just – I just love it. It's just such a – Doesn't it have Selena Gomez? Yeah, Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah. What's yours, Georgia? Um, Mine's a bit of a beauty recommendation. I've 
I'm not a, actually a big makeup person, but recently I've been running out of all my, what do you call them? Um, makeup products. Yeah, but like my essentials, yeah. like the ones I always use. Yeah. And so I've taken that opportunity to try out some new products and I wanted to recommend Emco Beauty. You've probably all seen it if you are on TikTok or like, I don't know, are in within the makeup sphere. But it's actually really affordable and I really like their cream blush and the foundation that I've tried, which are both like dupes for the chart. Charlotte the Charlotte Tilbury brand and I also have the cleanser because I do some skin products so yeah if you're on the lookout to try some new makeup that would be my recommendation so might be some goodies for some people out there yeah and they're always going on sale yeah so big w and Woolworths yep. in Australia that's where you can find it or online if you're international mco beauty mco beauty Shout out to our international listeners. <laughs> There's a few. There is. We love that. Cool. Um, okay. So let's get into today's episode. Wow. <laughs> you can tell we're a bit hesitant. Um, okay. Yeah. So. I guess let's just paint the picture again. If you're new to this uh, podcast, we both study dietetics. So we're really close to finishing. Yeah. Um, so this year we have been on placement, which has involved a lot of the application of all the theory that we've learned, but we've had many years of studying for theory and practical exams, I guess, before this year. And yeah. we had a lot of requests from people who do listen to this podcast or follow us on Instagram to ask about how we went about, you know, preparing for the mock consults or those sort of simulation type exams. So we can start with that first. Yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to quickly say that any sort of practical practical exam or that anything that requires you to, I guess, play out a consult or what do you call that? Like a simulation. Yeah. I mean, I said that at the start. I would just always play to your strengths. So try not to copy someone else's way of saying certain things um, if it doesn't feel natural to you. So I always say like, be yourself, which is such a cliche thing to say. But I think you can really notice when students uh practice like a script of how to say things it just doesn't come natural to them yeah um so yeah simple things like introducing yourself just practice a way of how you tend to do that with like friends or family instead of like thinking of it in a real clinical situation yeah does that make sense yeah um rather than being like hi i'm georgia i am a student dietitian like yes you can say those words but I don't know, practice like just like how you make it a bit more informal. <laughs> What's that look for? No, I was just going to say like I feel like they at uni though they want it to be very formal. Yeah, you can be formal but you don't have to be a copycat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well let's start again. Be yourself. So don't try to be like anyone no, else. No, I think I – think Something which is another tip that I would give Mm -hmm. is listen to other people in the sense that even just with like learning and Mm. stuff, like Mm -hmm. I really enjoy like when I've actually been on placement, listening to my supervisors and how they explain like certain things to patients Mm. um, just so that I can see, oh, like that's kind of a good way of explaining that or oh, that doesn't really make sense to me. Like I wouldn't explain it that way or do like this. So I think definitely 
taking like inspiration and bits and bobs from other people and then make that your own with like your own personality or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's kind of what I was going towards. Yeah. Because yeah, I am an audio learner. Is that a thing? Auditory learner. Auditory something. Yeah. Oh my God. I do learn best or um, I tend to, I guess, absorb the most information when I listen to people. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But um, I guess other tips we have in terms of a mock consult would be creating a pro forma. Some universities don't call it this, but it's pretty much like a template for what yeah. you use to gather all your information. Yeah. We call it a pro forma. That makes sense to you. So again, personalize it to you. So if you are used to collecting information about their social life first, do that in that way. Yes, some universities will teach you a certain format on the way to go about collecting information. Yeah. But I found that, again, listening to people on placement, there isn't just one way to do it. You no. can be quite flexible. And at the end of the day, as long as you're collecting all the information, that's good. And finding your own flow with that will be really helpful. Yeah. Because I even know, like, this isn't – this isn't like a, in a mock instance, but in a, like actual instance of placement. Mm. One of my supervisors wanted me to um, st- talk to a patient following a pro forma that I didn't usually follow. Mm. And I was actually missing things on the pro forma because I was trying to make it flow. Yeah. Um, and I ended up missing things. But then when I... Um, left that supervisor and went to another supervisor on that same placement and she was just kind of like you know do it however you're comfortable or whatever and I went back to the way that I have kind of learned and am comfortable oh this might be Optus all right we're back after a half an hour call with Optus so we were just talking about the template or the pro forma that you create this is a really helpful tool to have on placement but if you can prepare this before you go on it and use in mock consults you would be well ahead of everyone else um I would always practice any sort of introductions or what we call diet disease relationships if that's what you're familiar with um in the car so (laughs) the amount of talking that I do in the car is a bit absurd but it's very helpful um, in the shower, in the car. Where else can you do it? In your room. Anywhere you want. Anywhere really. you want. Um, it's always good as well to practice these on – like it's definitely good to like if you have friends like that you're doing the degree with or whatever to practice them on each other. But I always try to practice them on my partner um, who is like obviously – well not obviously but he doesn't have any like (laughs) nutrition but like he's an accountant like he's not he's not learning the same stuff that we are so essentially he could be technically a person that you would have to deliver Mm. the ddr to and you want to make sure that um you know anyone can understand what you're saying so i think it's good to try and practice them on people like family members siblings or like other friends partners or whatever um so you can actually see like does it actually make sense to someone that doesn't really know what you're talking about i practiced them on ollie a few times yeah obviously he couldn't tell me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's a huge one and it's annoying because i've heard so many of my lecturers go practice and i always was like oh yeah and then it actually really helps 
Mm. With your housemate as well. I should have practiced more than what I did. Oh, yeah, we can always look back and say that. I think we could have done a lot more things better. But I think we're still able to get valuable insights Mm. into how to improve your study or what to do. Um, Another big thing would be to, I guess, gather any resources or fact sheets that you come across during uni that really – help you to understand a topic so like any for example like diabetes any resources you found on that that are like really good visual tools or um you know they're just written in a really brief way start to collate them either on your laptop in a folder or like in a physical printed out folder um because having a collection of these resources is going to be really really helpful for you when you go on to placement in the following years um especially if you're familiar with them because the amount of times that you can whip out a piece of paper with let's say a resource is that like a resource that you're not familiar with and you have to fumble your way through it when you have a patient in front of you it doesn't really look great so if you're familiar with it to begin with and you're able to highlight the areas that you're wanting to really accentuate to people so yeah yeah um it's really great to be familiar with it initially but in saying that when you do go on placement the hospital or wherever you are should have some resources that they tend to give out more commonly mm-hmm. And then you can quickly become more familiar with them anyway. But yeah, yeah, having them throughout, you know, your pathophysiology or your MNT subjects would be really helpful. Mm. I think another thing with the um, like fact sheets and stuff, I really liked using them as kind of like a tool for my DDRs. So in a lot of the fact sheets, obviously, that you're giving to patients, the wording and explanations of things is quite simple so that Mm. a lot of people can understand them, which is kind of what your aim is when you're doing a like explanation to a patient about diabetes or, you know, high fiber diet or something like that. So I really um, would try and find a good fact sheet that um, I thought like made, was like a really nice flow or had really good pictures that I could refer to or something like that. Mm. And then I would kind of um, reword it. Yeah. Like reword Mm. it or use that tool as part of my DDR. So like work the tool into the DDR kind Mm. of thing. And like, yeah, that's, I often always found that trying to draw a picture as well yourself to explain something is really helpful. Cause I think people really appreciate having Oh yeah, something to look at when you're doing a DDR, which is why I say, yeah, like the fact sheet or the pictures yeah. or whatever, because you can be like, so you can see here, da 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 da, look at these pictures, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. this is what the blood looks like, or this yeah. is what your arteries look like. Yeah. yeah. So the next one I wanted to touch on would definitely be something that I wish I did earlier, and I'm very lucky to have made some amazing friends during uni. But actually taking advantage of having a buddy system would have been so much better for me not just because we only saw this in like semester two I think last year and so Alex and I what we did because the theory can just get so overwhelming and the volume that you have to learn and remember each week is too much for me personally to handle like I couldn't keep up with it as best as I try yeah I think a lot of people can't keep up yeah and then you get many degrees yeah yeah you get caught in that trap of then just never really just behind yeah always behind so what we started doing was um taking notes I guess on a a shared word document or a google doc um and 
you know, kind of take turns on like the lectures that we were taking notes of, but then it was really important that you didn't just rely on that person to then do the notes and never look over them again. So I know that in like workshops or um, when it came to recapping them before an exam, it was really good to then like talk to your buddy about what that lecture covered pretty soon after. Um, But in a more simple form, it just meant that your workload was pretty much halved and you were able to collaborate more, which is a really good skill to have anyway. So um, that was really, really helpful, I found. Mm. We also had a question about how to take notes like efficiently. So yes, a buddy system helps, but if you don't want to do that, the way I found it to be most efficient in uni was to have a Word document and have like a table set up and what the table had was like on the left hand side you have all the headings all the topics and then on the right hand side you have the dot points or the notes or any diagrams or screenshots from that lecture and what this really helps you with I don't know if online exams are still a thing regardless it's a great tool to have for studying but you can just do the cheeky command f or control Mm. f and whatever it highlights on the left hand side you know that you've written notes for that section just there rather than having like pages and pages of it scattered yeah yeah so that was really helpful because if you had something like um well malnutrition was a big topic which was often repeated week to week instead of having like week 11 notes week seven notes week eight notes all having it we kind of just had all the malnutrition information together does that make sense yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it just meant that it, it was, was kind of grouped by topic, not necessarily by week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, grouped by topic on the left-hand side. And then it just made it really easy to look at the information from the whole semester altogether. Yeah. Um, so so you have to scroll through like weeks and weeks of pages to find like yeah little sentences yeah of malnutrition like it was just all in the one spot. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And it was also just handy to have during workshops. Like if it a case came up where you're like, oh, what's this again? Rather than scrolling through or flicking through a textbook, you can just quickly find it mm. online. I mean, I don't know about exams these days, though. Who knows if it's gone back to paper? It's like a good I, – I thought it was a good tool as well, though, when studying for the exams. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, our online exams were – they had to be open book because they couldn't help people. Yeah, like, yeah. they couldn't really stop it. Yeah. But it did mean that you still had to be very familiar with the information. Yeah. Yeah, so finding a buddy, sharing your notes and really collaborating together is, I think, a very handy Mm. tool to have. Um, I always say this, but there's no – personally, I'd never found any benefit from trying to be competitive with people. So the more I spoke about things that I didn't understand, the better it was for me. Um, Another tip I like to give to people would would be if people like me struggle to listen to a lecture or sit in a lecture for hours or two hours – I actually started listening to my lectures in the car. So if they were recorded, it was almost like a podcast to me. And I really liked this because, as I said at the start, I learn best by listening, which is something that I wish I knew earlier because I thought I was like a visual learner. Mm. But, I mean, it can change as well as you age. But I definitely think I should have capitalised more on the podcast kind of audio space yeah. more recently. Or, Yeah. No, not recently. Um, earlier. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you think that might be helpful for you, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, I would really recommend giving that a go because it seems to me like when you're concentrating on driving but then listening to something, it actually stays in my brain a lot better than like listening to a lecture in the classroom. Um, and then I guess that feeds on to the next point of 
nutrition podcasts are really helpful as well to, again, listen to how people explain information. Yeah. You might pick up on ways that really make sense to you and then you can carry that on to your patients or your clients. Yeah, a good one is the Ideal Nutrition mm-hmm. podcast. That's a good one. Um, John O. Steedman does yeah. a good podcast as well. And um, Thinking Nutrition, Dr. Tim Crow really good as well i don't think i've listened to that oh yeah that's quite scientific so yeah that's i guess for the people who enjoy listening to podcasts um of course youtube has some i yeah would watch a lot of youtube videos especially when it came to like um like pathophysiology and like Mm. stuff like that i watched a lot of crash course yeah (laughs) on youtube just because i don't know no, they just, the teachers just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me sometimes. And I guess I didn't really listen very well either sometimes too. Yeah, I guess you've got to be <laughs> very aware that... If it's like a long day, it's yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah, fourth class of the day. I'm just like, I'm not taking any of this in. Yeah, yes. So be aware of your learning style and... Yeah, I should have said style. On that. Definitely. And like, I think learning styles were very overlooked in my first few years at uni because yeah. I was like, oh, whatever. But if I, again, did those sort of like, you can do like all these online kind of tests to see. And yeah, I think I really should have done that earlier because that mm. would have been really helpful. But in <laughs> honestly, to be completely transparent, I had subjects where I never watched every single lecture to this day like I just can't remember ever ticking off every single thing every single class yeah (laughs) (laughs) I would try my best but I really struggled and um yeah I hate this saying as well because for some people it's really tricky to understand but just do the best you can and try to keep up with the load as best as possible but yeah having a buddy would be really helpful like as early as possible (laughs) Um, sharing textbooks or any resources you can just share the account together (laughs) it really helps yeah connect with your peers i thought we would do a bit of a second segment to this episode of just touching on some funny stories because alex and i have definitely had a few um and it just puts a bit of a different light on you know a serious episode i guess on how to study because it can be a little bit beige and boring so, did you have anything on the top of your head that was quite funny to you, thinking back? I mean, one time in – oh, what class was it? I think it was – I think it actually might have been pathophysiology. Um, and, you know, when it comes up to exams, all of the teachers are always saying, clear your catch, oh, re- clear all your browser history. Isn't that cache? I say cache. Catch. Really? I don't know. Oh, cash. Oh my gosh, I've been saying cash. Clear your cash. Clear your cash. Yeah. Anyways, there was something to clear it, whatever it is, (laughs) and you know, blah blah blah. Use certain browsers, and you kind of just like whatever, Trevor. Like, yeah, it's the twenty first century. Like, nothing's gonna go wrong, Mm. but. Something went wrong. And I was like, I don't know why, but my browser was just taking so long to load for this one exam. But I could like 
I was like opening up other tabs and going on other websites to see if it was my internet and it wasn't like it was literally the website so I don't know if they just technically like there was just like a website overload because so many students were taking exams Mm. at that time or something I don't freaking know but (laughs) I was just like crying because I was like to my partner like I was like I'm not going to get all of the questions answered because it was taking like three minutes to load to like yeah. the next question Every and there's like 60 questions yeah. you know like mm. I don't have time and so I'm like crying and then like thinking I'm gonna have to repeat this class um and I'm like having to record my screen and like email it to my yeah. lecturer to be like help help me this is not working yeah so that was stressful yeah that was actually stressful now that i look back at it i'm like well that's kind of funny but at the time i was just like that's oh, the worst thing in the world happening? like yeah why is this happening i had a very similar experience because i was it your first exam uh no it wasn't my first exam okay well my very first online exam the diagrams it was a chemistry <laughs> of course chemistry was the bane of my existence mm-hmm. but the diagrams weren't loading so I'd read the text of the question and it would be like, see diagram. And I was like, well, there's no picture. Like, what? Am, there's nothing to see here. And I was scrolling and it was the type of exam where you couldn't go back to a question. Yeah. So if I skipped forward, I couldn't then answer it. Answer it, yeah. Anyway, so they, you know, like every student gets the email to be like, if you have any issues during your exam, call IT. Yeah. So I called them. And they took so long to a answer the phone. When they did, I was like, "Hi, I'm having really um, big issues with my exam at the moment. The content isn't loading properly." Because as soon as like the diagram wasn't there, obviously you can't really answer. Anything. Yeah, you can't, you answer can't the guess. You can't and it was a type it, yeah. of exam where I couldn't afford to guess because I knew I was <laughs> yeah. really needing any answer or luck on my side. Anyway, and IT pretty much said. And, like, you know how they just talk so nonchalantly when you're just like, yeah, please just help. Uh, This is a problem. Like, you're so stressed. And he was like, oh, you'll need to reset your computer. And because he said, have you cleared your thing? Cash. I thought it was cash. And I was like, yes, because I actually had because it was my first exam. So I was doing everything quite to the book in terms of setting it up properly yeah so I cleared everything so I thought I wouldn't have any issues so when I did I was like great anyway he's told me I had to reset my computer and potentially may lose all my work Mm. and so he told me that and I was like well what do I do here because I hadn't I wouldn't have had enough time if I did reset to To answer everything everything again like it was probably like 40 minutes in but I couldn't it was happening for so many questions that I was like I can't afford to do this yeah so then i reset my computer he was like try to save it um but because of all the security measures they have in place you know i don't know how the whole online exam system worked mm. but i was so terrified that yeah i had to take screenshots of my computer and as you say like crying just like fully panicking yeah. while this is happening and then i logged back in took forever to load um had to email my lecturer to be like this is why i've logged out because you had to like prove obviously if you went off the browser yeah, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, I had to take the screenshots and email them. And yeah, and hopped straight in and then all the diagrams loaded, had to then like – so I couldn't go back to the questions I had answered. So I did – I think there was about two or three questions that I did have to skip, but – Oh my God, so stressful. Mm. Like for your first online exam during COVID, like you can't see anyone in person. Like it was so hectic. And yeah, I think that was just a bit 
traumatizing for any online exam. But in saying that, I think I did better in online exams than I did in person. Because oh, 10,000%. <laughs> Cuz the amount so of So did you just you didn't have to redo the exam? No, yeah, I okay. finished it, but so I actually I ended up having to redo the exam. Oh. Yeah. Decent. Uh, yeah, no, I had I completed it, which I I mean I was glad because if they didn't let me redo it, I definitely mm. would have failed because it like I yeah. answered like not even a quarter of the questions. Well, I just passed that subject, so yeah. Oh, pass is a pass. Yeah, that's house. it. Yeah, and then I remember um first year uni as well. Obviously, this is all in all of the year of the firsts. Um, I slept in, and I lived quite far from campus. So to get to a uni exam by eight a.m. on like a Friday morning or whatever it was. Or probably like a Tuesday, I don't know. Um, yeah, if you sleep in, it was the worst thing <laughs> to do. And I remember I woke up in a panic because the typical, like, I stayed up late studying and I still struggle a lot to have a good sleep routine. But I woke up and I obviously skipped my alarm and I've just raced. I was still living at home. <laughs> what? Nothing. Still living at home and I've ran into my mum's bedroom. <laughs> Mum, I gotta can you take me to the station? Like just so stressed. And it was an anatomy exam and where that building was on campus was like so far away from where the bus dropped me off. And I just remember sprinting and I was messaging on my friends. It was so stressful. I got there just on time. Alright, so you didn't get there on time. But I'm pretty sure I failed. Yeah, I did fail that exam as well. But then we redid it. Because you could do like a supplementary exam. Oh, you got to redo it. Yeah. It was in like first year. The uni had these rules around if yeah. you fail by a certain percentage, yeah. you're able to do it again. Yeah, they so had I did that. USC as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but a lot of people <laughs> failed. When I failed exams, I never um, – I, I think there was one time I failed an exam and I was one mark off yeah. being able to do the supplementary and I was just like, great. <laughs> I have to redo the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's stressful. Exams are tough, man. But looking back, oh my gosh. Yeah, fun times. No, but I just think. <laughs> what do you think? I don't think. No, I just think try and work out early on what your strengths are, how you learn, and use that to your ability. Mm. Because, you know, I know it's it sucks if you have a teacher that I guess doesn't teach in the way that yeah. you like learn, but if you can find like there's so many resources out there like like videos and podcasts and stuff like that, mm. like you will be able to find a source of the information that you're learning in your learning style. Yeah, I would honestly say my biggest takeaway would be and the buddy. Use your buddy to yeah. your event. Use your friends. Yeah. Make friends at universe, like at uni because, oh, my gosh, they're amazing for your learning. Yeah, yeah. Practice, practice, practice. I know that's really. I feel like, yeah, like when, like when we were sharing, like when we would share our notes and stuff, I would see like other people like full stressing out about their notes and stuff and that was the one thing that oh, we yeah. never really was stressed about because – Well, because I have a very poor memory. So me trying to memorise a note, it just doesn't work. Yeah, but same, me yeah. practising a situation, yeah. you being like, nah, say this instead or yeah. like getting that instant feedback, way better for me. Yeah. Because, yeah, I used to be so 
uptight about how my notes looked, whether they were complete oh, or not. Like I I've used to had, highlight I've had breakdowns. Oh yeah, crying about like about how my notes look. And every single semester, I would change how I wrote my notes because mm. I was never happy with it. But I actually, yeah, when I showed you my yeah, way, yeah, you were yeah. like. That's clever. Yeah. I learned that off a friend from uni as well, yeah. my last degree. But no, I um I also think we should let people know, especially if you're studying dietetics, you have to be very good at thinking on your feet, but often you just have to be confident in common sense is a big one. Just f- always fall back on like the basics, like just always have confidence in the basic stuff. And for example, you can practice a thousand scenarios and still not get the one that you're given, like still not practice the one that you're given. So there was an exam where Alex was like, <laughs> like you prepared for every single disease. You know, yeah. I think we had four different. It was five. Oh, was it five? Four or five different diseases mm. that we potentially were going to get. It's like a fake patient. Yeah. And then you practice. So I think you practice like. There, and there was a couple that I really wasn't confident with. So I focused a lot on them. Yeah. And I didn't practice one <laughs> of them. And that's the one I got. So practice all of them if you can. But then be prepared to not always get it. Yeah. That was, um, yeah. It's really tricky. Devastating. It is hard. But it teaches you so much about the ability to think on your feet because placement is a lot like that. Yeah, I think as well though, like the mock consults for people that are studying dietetics, I don't I think that you don't really agree with me on this though. Okay, let's but, see. Um I just think that the mock consults are not they're definitely a good way to learn like this general structure and stuff of a consult, but no consult that I have done in pl- on placement has actually been all like flowed like how any of the mock consults did in the sense that, huh? Yeah. Interesting. In the sense that it's just, um, less, not Rigid. less structured, but less like, following a performer mm. like i don't know i just feel like it's mm. you work yourself up and you're like oh my gosh this is like this is what it's like and i just feel like it's so much more chill in the actual job like when you're on placement like i feel like i'm would i'm more stressed doing more consults oh than actual yeah consult absolutely oh kind of uh, yeah i think it's that whole exam stress environment though that just builds up because yeah. you need a certain grade if you're aiming for a certain yeah you know yeah. all that stuff and nothing i mean placement you you do get assessed i guess every single day but and like there's things that like at uni they want you to say in the consoles yeah. that you don't like that your supervisors are like you don't really need to say that yeah i think the level of detail that any uni expects is often a lot more than the detail sometimes not all the time yeah yeah but i would agree like in the hospital especially if you do miss something you have the liberty to then go back yeah whenever you want yeah but in like a exam situation you, you have, have to, to remember right every there, single right thing now. every yeah. component and if you do miss something that's when they're like oh you didn't cover this or you didn't say this yeah. and you're like ah oh. but in a real life situation often you can go back 
and gather that information if it's vital or you know if you're running your own business like you can always then control and what mm. you do but yeah I it's so hard to give advice on this because every student obviously goes through it differently there are some people who have a really easy breezy I guess way through uni and then there are people that have to work really really hard and I would just say looking back now yes I wish I knew my learning style better I wish I relied not relied used my friends a bit better than what I did like that sounds really bad but had like a buddy system collaborated collaborated earlier and yeah practicing wherever you can and on your housemate your friend your boyfriend your partner your mom your dad I hope that wasn't boring I hope it helped I I it's hard to give tips that other people <laughs> haven't already given but tried to say things. Perhaps if we gave, maybe on our Instagram, we'll post like references to, not references, (laughs) pictures of what we are meaning. Like a bit of a note taking method or um, folders and things. We'll think about it and we'll post some handy hints. Because I know we do have a lot of, a lot of our listeners are at uni studying nutrition and dietetics. So it makes sense. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else to add? Um, what other exams do you get? They're like the labs. I don't really have any advice for the clinical. <laughs> the labs, like chem. Yeah, chemistry, yeah. physiology, or like biochem. Um, my only other advice is to show up to the classes that you get marked on showing up for because <laughs> if you can get a mark for just attending a class. Yeah, and there's often (laughs) – I don't know if this is still a thing, but the little weekly quizzes, they are like 1% or 2% or something each, but then accumulative – It's like 10% of the grade or something. I can't say this word. Accumulatively. They can be really handy to get you over the the line. Like if you're between a pass and a credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could possibly get a credit if you did really well in those quizzes. Other way, though, if you don't (laughs) – Yeah. If you don't do well in them, it's fine. And I hate saying the word well. No, yeah, I I know people that didn't do, like, miss them and they were like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just like 2%. But it's like, like, if I can get 2% in something, yeah, if I can get just for, like, showing up or for doing a little five-minute quiz, like, sign me up because (laughs) she ain't going to be doing well in the final exam. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's what I did every every exam. Like I'd aim to do really well in the little little bits because I knew yeah, that yeah, my yeah. final exam was going to be awful. Yeah, I just don't do well in final exam. Like <laughs> no. like like theory final. Exam, Listen to our episode well. we did earlier on about what was it? Um, our I university think we just done a uni one. Yeah, yeah. We go a bit more into that. Anyway, we'll wrap that up there. Good luck. You are amazing. Let's leave them with a bit of inspiration. Um, P's get degrees. <laughs> no, really? literally, if you tried your best, you've tried your best. Yes. Grades do not define you. Maybe I'll read them a quote to, to finish this. I just think if you're trying your hardest, then that's enough. It won't always work out and that is okay. I.e. Failing first year at uni yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean you'll never be a dietitian. Yeah. <laughs> You are going to get a lot of things wrong in life. What matters most is what you do next. Keep go. persisting. Yeah. You can do this. Look at us now. 
Alrighty. Check back in in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I don't know what you, week it is in uni at the moment, but if you have exams coming up, wish you all the best. As we said before, grades do not define. Good luck. Good luck. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to support us, leave us a rating and review, follow us on Instagram at The Picnic Pod, and share the podcast with a friend. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Gubby Gubby land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.